Test, test, test. Hello. There you are. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Um, what? What, do you, what stories do you want to do? Like specifically? bring up how the DNC changed the rules again requiring delegates for people to participate in the debates really oh oh for like Tulsi Gabbard yeah. being blocked out yeah now that uh, Mike, um, Mike Bloomberg dropped out it's no longer you know required for them to allow anybody <laughs> they changed it right back yeah and it's it's ridiculous. They're like, uh, it's like T- Tulsi Gabbard will be excluded from the debate under new DNC rule. Hilarious. Uh, requiring that each candidate have uh, received a large number of delegates. Uh huh. Which is like extra ridiculous since yeah. When they when they took away that rule, they were like, you know, now that it's this far into the election, yeah, uh, it's it's it doesn't really matter, uh, like if they have. I know they're just moving the, the goalposts anymore. So it's like now that it's further, it's even more important that they have delegates. Yeah, doesn't uh, make any sense. No, of course not. But they're just uh, that's what they've been doing this whole time: changing rules, moving the goalposts to include Bloomberg, exclude Julian Castro, exclude Cory Booker. Which, like, you know, I don't. I didn't like them necessarily as politicians and their platforms. Um, and they both have like histories of like uh, doing things that aren't good. Right. Uh, Cory Booker, super close with the uh, health insurance industry, super close with Wall Street. Julian Castro, super close to the real estate industry when he was uh, head of the uh, <clears throat> head of the Department of uh, Urb- uh, uh, Housing and Urban Development. Uh, he let the banks buy up all of these foreclosed homes instead of pushing for some kind of government relief program to help people who lost their houses and stuff when the economy crashed. So, I mean, these guys are pro Wall Street anyway. Um, you know, I, for those of you who don't know, I'm I'm brown, I'm diverse. I like to see diversity in representation, but... Um, Politics, I think it's less important, honestly. Uh, I'm, I'm more happy for it in, like, superhero movies and on TV, you know. Especially, I'm an actor. Like, I would love to be able to get more... Uh, I Like, I'm a little pigeonholed as a performer. Like, I am not seen automatically as a leading man or an ingenue or whatever the fuck you want to call it as much as I am, like charming best friends you know side character this or whatever or when i was <laughs> i was doing um some of the only tv work i've ever done was for a uh right wing like gun channel in texas like on on cable like a cable is a trigger sports network and uh there was a show with a panel of quote law enforcement experts that would play uh dramatic reenactments of scenarios in which you would need a firearm to protect yourself. And I always got cast in the dramatic reenactments as criminal number one, <laughs> bad guy number two. 
Um, well, we just think that the audience will identify you more as, <laughs> as that role, and we just want to make it easy on them. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, so, like, I get people's outrage on that front, but, like, I mean, in general, like, this is just so... The way the primary has unfolded has been so undemocratic, you know? Just to see how the debates themselves are completely antagonistic to progressive ideas. And when I mean progressive ideas, I mean, like, basic shit, you know? Healthcare, right? A home, right? A living wage, you know, child care, uh, nothing financial is, security. Fina- yeah, financial security, which turns into security in every other part of your life, you know. Um, they're hostile to that. They're, uh, they've been, you know, they're allowing Bloomberg in the race. He was in a race. He wasn't. Tom Steyer, too. Two billionaires who just like giving money to the DNC to make it into the debates. And, um, and then, yeah, you have Tulsi Gabbard, who's still in the race, technically, and she's out there campaigning and earning votes. I mean, that's politics. That's democracy, you know? So they changed the debate requirement where you, so, like, like we were talking about before, like, you needed a certain amount of donors to make it to the debate. Then they got rid of that rule to let, uh, Bloomberg in the debate, somebody who doesn't have popular report. Uh, I thought it was because they said it, it didn't matter anymore. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the official line, but, yeah. you know, they wanted... It's so in your face. Dude. Yeah, it's very, it's very, like, mask off, fuck it, we're gonna, sh- we're, we're, we're not gonna, we're gonna make you claw for any amount of power or any amount of autonomy from the ruling class, you know? And so now... You know, all you needed to be in the debate was this next debate that's happening on Sunday. All you needed was to win any amount of delegates. Uh, But now, since Tulsi Gabbard won one delegate on Super Tuesday, and since, I think, or maybe she has like six or something like that, they changed the rules again to not allow her in the debate. Um, Which, like, I, I, I have... A lot of mixed feelings about Tulsi Gabbard, but like that's not democratic, you know. Let her debate and like let her. Well, they don't. She would destroy Joe, you know. Yeah. She would like. And so this, you said something about a like by uh, Bloomberg giving money to the DOC. Yeah. Like yeah, he donated a million dollars over four payments to the to the party, and yeah. then they changed the rules to let him in the debates. Um, I wonder like if you know, winning the primary and, like, even running for president or becoming president was ever even something he was interested in. Like, what if this was just, like, a way for him to put as much money into influencing it away from Bernie Sanders or 100%. something like that? Yeah, definitely. I And, I th- again, it's nakedly obvious, you know. A guy without popular support, with not with, without even having to campaign in the first four states, you know, still was able to swoop in with all, with his near infinite money, pour $500 million into the, into the, um, into the election to pull like some amount. I mean, they had been playing this game for a year, pull support away from Bernie, you know, to split up the primary. But, um, now they've all gotten behind Joe. 
And uh, like I said last week, you know, we didn't have there have been two weeks of elections and we haven't had a debate and we're having the first debate after they've already been been able to craft a narrative that Joe is um, sailing towards the nomination, even though we still have half the states left. Uh, Bernie is behind in 150 delegates and Obama was behind in 300 in 2008 at this point in the race. So like it's not over. We still have yeah. a ways People need to, to wake go. Up. Like yeah. they need to ask themselves like if they really think that Biden could beat Donald Trump in, yeah. in an election. They really I don't think he could. Like I, he's having a hard time with these debates just with the other Democratic nominees. Yeah. Like and Trump is not he's not gonna take it easy on Of course him. not. And, like it's I just don't think he has a chance. Why would we feed Joe Biden to Trump? A guy who has a history of lying Against a guy who's like a pu- his own publicist, like he knows, yeah, he knows the whole like how to sway, yeah, groups and everything, and and he knows like he can get away with like wh- yeah whatever he wants. We whatever. have to think about beating a guy who can lie. All of his supporters know he's a liar, but they're cool with it because he's so good at playing the game. They're like, oh, I'm down. I'm I'm glad. I'm you know. I don't mind that Trump is lying because he's doing it for us. Like we're all along for the ride. Like that's what they, that's what his supporters think. You know, you have to beat that. Mm-hmm. They're cool with him lying because they see him as just fucking it all up. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and, uh, you know, picking somebody like Joe Biden is, is just going to be like a repeat of, you know, the 2016 election with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Like she represented the same stuff as him. Yeah. And you couldn't get those people to vote for her. Right. Why, so why would they vote for Biden? Right. And I don't know. Like, and, yeah. And, and for Bernie, like, you know, a lot of those people that voted for Trump, like, they weren't rich or anything. They just wanted to, they wanted somebody who's going to help their lives get better. Like, yeah. help their, you know, you know, help them make more money. Like, yeah. help them. Just like be a voice for them, and yeah. and Bernie Sanders is somebody who you know could appeal to some of those people. Like some of those people, you know, they can be, you know, you know those people that are they are not well off, they're not billionaires, yeah. but they're diehard conservatives because I don't like, like socialism. They believe yeah. that they, I don't know, they they just grew up somewhere where everybody was telling them all the time, like that you know liberals are just want handouts and everything, but yeah. Like when you got to look at the way everything's changing, like stuff like with Amazon, like mm-hmm. it's it's not like it was after World War Two when you could just go out, get a job somewhere, and you know buy a house, you know have your whole family, white picket fence, all that stuff. It's not right. it's not like like that anymore. Those those houses aren't sixty thousand dollars anymore. They're right. like fucking four hundred thousand, right. a million here yeah. in Chicago or something. And a degree. Like is uh, as much as a house too. A, a degree know? is is not. It's not worth as much as it was yeah. back in the day either. Like right. It's just a uh, like. It's not the same environment. We have to grow. Yeah. To, like, I I like I believe that human beings are like special in the universe. Like uh-huh. our intelligence, our conscious awareness, like our. I mean, we we do make a lot of mistakes, and uh, yeah. But I mean, I think that we're growing and getting better, and we have to be able to be aware, like we have to be able to see past our own evolution, and like, and and like what's going to be our downfall, and how we can get yeah. past that. Like, like with this coronavirus thing happening, like you have uh, like all these unintended consequences. Just mm-hmm. like it's it's not even that big of a deal here in the U.S. yet. Like it's in China, they're. They were. I think they're. They might be getting. It's a hold slowing on it down, though. That's the thing. Like, when 
when it was first hitting and oh my god they were mobilizing shutting everything down they built a hospital in like a week or whatever the fuck we're all just like oh this is what that's so crazy but now it's slowing down mm-hmm. right now their death toll is slowing down like they're starting to actually contain it vietnam zero coronavirus deaths right now they they have been they mobilize the economy. They have a strong social safety net. They have universal health care. Um, they're setting up like free prepackaged meals in quarantined areas in Vietnam and like handing shit out. And in some parts of Europe, they're already closing everything down. Everyone stay home. You're going to, you know, you're going to get, you're going to get paid or you're going to get like, we're, we're going to take care of you during all of this. Cause that's like, that's like what we can do. But on the thing, on the thing, I'm like, oh, you know, handouts or whatever. I'm like, look what happens when we don't have a guarantee to a, a decent standard of living. Now everyone's really kind of freaked out, you know, like, what am I going to do? Like me, you know, I was telling you earlier, like, I'm waiting tables right here in Wrigley and uh, Wrigleyville. And in and Chicago, your and, and has some older crowd that comes there. It does, and like Cubs were looking forward to the to the the game day opener. It's at the end of the month, March 29th or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they moved all of the sporting events uh, up to May first. They're even talking about having uh, no, games with no fans. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're. I think they've already done that in the NBA, which is insane. Yeah. Like we take our sports so seriously, like. Way more serious than than viruses and shit. Like for sure. I mean, like I'm not against any of this, but the thing is, is that like it could be better because then maybe more people be watching the game from like our jobs instead of at the yeah. But the thing is, like I don't want to be thinking. I don't want to be worrying about this. You know? Okay, so like they canceled the they canceled the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade, which is like. The biggest it's in the huge. country is probably the biggest in outside of Ireland. Yeah, people go straight hype to wear green and go and drink Guinness and we're watching the we're watching the river turn green and uh you know, oh they love it. Everybody is Irish on St. Patrick's so Day. <laughs> but whatever, like oh man, it's gonna be popping off on a Tuesday. I'm gonna be selling shots. You know, it's still cold, right? It's still cold. We're still technically in the slow season, and we get a day where I'm selling shots and appetizers and fry this and burgers that. Oh, man, two, three, four rounds. Let's do it. I'm making so much money. Well, they closed the parade down. And so, and on top of this, I'm doing a a, a play during the day. I'm doing children's theater. They're talking about closing and, the Well, I... My, my... This gig, this day gig pays really well. I have... After this week, two more weeks of it. Well, just canceled. So now I'm out all of the I'm out income for the rest of for you know, I was supposed to ride out the slow season with this day gig, right? Mm-hmm. So now I really gotta lean into the restaurant job. And now here I am on Friday. St. Patrick's Day is Tuesday. Everything is kind of ramping up. I went to the grocery store and I'm just getting hella hurricane flashbacks from, hey, you know, you got to go to the store right before the hurricane hits and then you go and shelves are, you know, empty of water, bottled water, cleaning supplies, canned food, frozen stuff. Uh, And, you know, I'm getting a little freaked out. Okay, whatever. No big deal, though. I was still able to do groceries, got a case of beer. Like, <laughs> you know, prepared for the worst. 
But like here I am thinking like, oh man, do I, I want it to be busy on Tuesday so I make good money, but at the same time, like, I'm like hoping I expose myself to hundreds of strangers over a shift so I can pay my bills. Like, this system is holding us fucking captive. I feel like a hostage, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, all of this is so fucked. You know, we we do, like... I don't want to say that we're generally comfy. But maybe I want to say we're, like, comfy up until, like, the point, like we've said before. Like, we're all a couple of bad months from ruin, you know? And, like... We might be approaching that right now, and all this shit is really exposing, like, how unprepared we are. Definitely. And the government, fucking Trump, right before this coronavirus thing is really starts to hit earlier this week, does he meet with scientists? No. Does he meet with the CDC? No. Who does he meet with? Fucking bank CEOs. They're telling him, hey... We're really worried about the economy right now. You got to talk to the country and really chill it out so people can keep buying shit and taking loans and and this and that. You know, we got to we got to keep our financial uh, grip on the on the peons of the of the country. And what does Trump do? He does a fucking shitty speech where he's fucking I think hopped the fuck up on Adderall. Um and uh and then nothing which is, else, you which know. Which is probably compromising his immune system. I mean, he's he might have it himself too. He was just hanging out with some fascists from Brazil, including the president Bolsonaro, and one of his aides. And uh, there's pictures floating around of Trump hanging out with these fascists from Br- Brazil. Now it turns out they're those, back. At, those fascists are good people. Those those fucking <laughs> they're they have tested for, positive for coronavirus in Brazil, and so now. Trump yeah, might it, have it's it. Just, it's just breathing. <laughs> you just breathe it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so he talks to the bankers, and then what does he do yesterday? He injects $1.5 trillion into the stock market to try to boost it for a little bit. And then within 30 minutes, the Dow fucking tanks again. Damn, that is so bad. We that is just so threw... much money that we could have, we could have, like... Like it's like that. He's just not seeing how important it is that the population of the U.S. gets taken care of, and like yeah. that we can get through this time when when everything shut down, yeah. so that we're gonna be here. Uh, we're gonna have money yeah. to to like when everything blows over because it will blow over. It's just yeah. gonna be. Uh, it's it's not like the fucking bubonic plague or something, uh-huh. but. Like, we need to take care of the people of the United States mm-hmm. and make sure that we, you know, we're going to be able to, to, like, pay our bills and right. not get fucking... Like, are you, are we going to get evicted, like, from our yeah, place right. of living or something what during the fuck? this? Like, yeah. what the fuck? I mean, just... but the thing is, is that, like, there's a best-case scenario and there's a worst-case scenario. And they're, like, two different things that, the, that everyone sh- should be, like... Like, you know, it's not going to just blow over, right? It's going to have to take... It's This is kind of an all-hands-on-deck kind of thing, you know? Um, but I just want to say, like, we can print money. We can just print money. That's the secret. They don't want you to know That's that. the thing. All of this money shit is made the fuck up. And it's really exposing, like how artificial the scarcity is, you know, how it really only exists to fucking control us. 
the the scarcity, the hoarding of goods, you know, the fact that like people are worried that schools are closing because the school is the the school is like the only place some kids get to eat or like be taken care of because some families can't afford child care, you know. And so like the rich are hoarding all of these resources and keeping us controlled over what? They were able to just like throw one and a half trillion dollars into a hole. And, and for what? You know, all of that, sh- all of this sh- money is made up. This is turning out. This is radicalizing me like a motherfucker because I am realizing that this. It's a big cult. It's a, it's. Well, you know, being rich is fucking sickening, man. I think being rich truly is a fucking mental disease. Because look, a... they're they're doing all this shit to try to save the Dow and the and the stock market and stuff, even though they know that we're the backbone of the economy. They know that they rely on us to continually circulate money, and if we run out of money. If everything shuts down, then their shit shuts down too. Regardless of that, they're still trying to, they're still begging for bailouts and handouts and shit like that. Like, risking a, a worsening. I'm not going to get my bonus this year. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're still willing to to extract all this wealth from the fucking, from tax, the taxpayer fund, you know? Um, yeah, dude, being rich is a goddamn sickness. And, like, it, it almost goes against, you know, human, natural human instinct, because we are, we've evolved to be, like, hunter-gatherers, social animals that, you know, we, that don't hoard stuff for ourselves. We, we, like, we give willingly to, yeah. you know, to have, like, a reciprocation between, like, like a relationship mm-hmm. with, with everybody so that yeah. we all take care of each other. Like, yeah. that's, that's how we became the dominant species on the planet, because... Yeah. Like, one-on-one, we couldn't fuck up anything, really. Like, yeah. a squirrel could fuck us up, you know? Like, sure. Uh, but Squirrels to got get, rabies. Together, yeah, together, yeah. We, we dominate. Like, yeah, the we whole, built squirrel traps. To, we, we changed the, we changed the, the atmosphere. Like, yeah, no, for real. I mean, we're f- truly fucking it up. Um, uh, In a good way. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I'm hoping we come out the other end... A little more with our a little more with our eyes open, you know. Well, know. this is this isn't this the is... first. This isn't the first time this has happened. Well, we're right you know, at the beginning of there it. There was like really... SARS or whatever back yeah. in 2010 area or whatever the fuck. Like we've had scares like this before, yeah. but we're just as unprepared for this one as we were for the other. We're ones. starting from scratch every time some shit like this happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're starting from a weak position. I mean, like. Th- like and this is just a virus like there's like we have so many things that yeah. can, that could wipe us out yeah that we don't take seriously i mean this like watch how capitalism is handling this virus crisis that may may pass through in a month or four or five or whatever but when the climate crisis really hits bro People are going to fucking, people, it's going to get way worse. This is a little preview if we don't, but there's, here's the thing. I want to give hope. Talk to your neighbors, right? I'm about to write my name and my email address and my phone number and like knock on everybody in my building and be like, hey, my name is Brendan. 
Uh, oh, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Brendan. I'm John. <laughs> it's Independence Days. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, hey, everybody. My, my name is Brendan. Nice I'm intro. your neighbor. I live here. Um, you know, if you need anything, let me know. Um, but if it comes to the end of the month, like we need to have a plan to not pay rent, you know, we need to have a, we need to do a rent strike because what the fuck, you know, like here's, here's, here's where we've met a limit of capitalism and a limit of housing as a privilege and not a right, you know, now that this shit is, you know, it's one thing for like you or me to get sick and needing to be somewhere where we can isolate ourselves but then if we're homeless i mean homeless people are out there in the elements they're around other people you know you know people are coughing just straight into the air on the train you know it's like a wind tunnel of germs yeah. <laughs> um so like our hope here is is uh, a, a a communal effort, you know. I am listening to the scientists and uh, uh, you know c- catching ideas and what to do. Of course, everybody, wash your hands, right? You got to stay a foot to six feet away from people. No, it's like a meter away from people. It's like three feet or so. Um, if you're wearing those masks, you gotta you gotta spend the money and get the ones that actually co- cover your face, cover your nose. Those little fabric ones that just go over your face, like that. No, well, the World Health Organization is saying if you are not sick or taking care of someone who is sick, don't use a mask. Don't wear a mask because mm-hmm. there's a mask shortage. Yeah, and it doesn't protect you; it protects people around you. Well, the the fabric one, yeah, because like that one keeps you from like coughing germs right into the air, but it doesn't keep air from coming into you. But right, the ones that cup over your face and close over your nose, those ones, those ones are ones that like painters will use, uh-huh. so they don't breathe in fumes. Those ones are meant to to block stuff out. But those are the ones that are we have a shortage of, yeah. which is like another thing is you know how how, how do we have a shortage of those right. things? Like right, why why are we not like, why do we not have, like, a stockpile of Yeah, like, well, stuff? I mean, at the end of it, it's like, all of these things are preventative. Like, how about this? Why do I have to go to work? It's bullshit. Me going to work, me having to go to work is, is fucking threatening my well-being, the well-being of people around me. Um, we shouldn't have to be there, you know, like there's so much wealth in this country. If there's a, 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 a health crisis going on, the ideal is stay home. Don't talk to people. You and me doing this right now is, uh, you know, we're breaking the rules a little bit. I mean, like it's not, it's not best practice, but, uh, you know, we can squeeze an episode out before, uh, maybe it ramps up some more, especially in the bigger cities. Um, but, our job is to work collectively and to work in solidarity and to think about the elderly and the most vulnerable. You know, there's 20 something people out here with cancer that are taking, uh, uh, you know, chemo and they have compromised immune systems too. You know, um, there are people who are disabled that are having a hard time out there too, especially with the uh, hoarding of, you know, all these groceries and resources and stuff like that. 
Like our job is to wash our hands, not go to big, big keep gatherings, your distance, keep your distance. Um, we're trying to flatten the curve. That's the big idea everybody should hear about and talk to each other about. And like, this is our goal. We want to flatten the curve. <clears throat> there is a certain amount of people that are going to get sick. They estimate it's going to be 40 to 70% of the population. What? Uh, yeah. That's a huge amount. And, uh, yeah, I know. Well, the thing is, is that this thing is not... You can carry it. The thing is, is that it's a, it spreads so quickly yeah. and so easily. Yeah. It's not going to kill everybody. It's got a 3% mortality rate, but if 70% of... If 70% gets the country... Or it gets seventy percent of the country gets the virus. Three percent of that is still like hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. that will die from this, you know. Yeah. And like, there's then there's hundreds of thousands of more people hey, that are that are related. Shorter lines. Listen in the checkout. I mean, <laughs> shorter lines at Disneyland. So we have to flatten the curve, right? That means less crowded. Imagine a, imagine a graph. And on the x-axis is the uh, the amount of coronavirus cases. And on the y-axis, it's time since the first case. If this coronavirus blows through the population like a wildfire, right? If it sp- spreads really quickly and it burns itself out really quickly... It's going to take a shorter amount of time, but the thing is, is that it's going to spike past our hospital system's Mm. ability to handle this spike. So we have to prevent a spike. We have to flatten the curve. We got to flatten the spike. We got to draw it out. Especially since, you know, you're going to be having, if if you're canceling the schools and stuff, a lot of, a lot of the like nurses and doctors or parents that are going to have to yeah. They're not going to be able to go to work because they have to take care of their children. Yeah, and so now you're you're putting even more pressure on the hospital staff. Right, right. And then like you know, everyone who goes to the hospital over the next couple of months, it's not going to be just people with uh, COVID nineteen. Right, mm-hmm. it's going to be all the other yeah. shit that happens. It's people who need dialysis. It's people who have people cancer that got treatments. Not a car accident. Exactly. Right. You know. So we want to. We actually have to draw the virus. Try, try out. not to get into any accidents. Yeah, I don't mean, don't drink yourself into a fucking yeah coma. Don't, don't get alcohol poisoning. You'll look like a real asshole if you show up in an ER and there's a bunch of people who need you know right. fucking coronavirus testing, and, and then you're you walk just out of there up. healthy and you never get coronavirus. Yeah, <laughs> and people died because yeah. Can you imagine people like surrounding you, like wearing ventilators in an ER operating room, and you're just like fucking dressed like a leprechaun, all fucked yeah, up, puke on, on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Um, yeah, we got to draw this thing out as long as we can, unfortunately. And if we do our jobs right, at the end of it, we'll be like, oh, man, that was underwhelming. I can't believe we overreacted for nothing. That means we did good. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a true test of our ability to work together, our ability to like really come together as, as people, have some solidarity with the people, especially ones who are more vulnerable than you are. 
Because if this thing rages through our population, like in Italy, they hit capacity at their hospitals and their their systems and shit like that because they weren't able to act fast enough. So yeah, the reason I heard that this thing spreads so quickly is like like something like Ebola. It spreads very quickly, but but the virus is so quick that it kills off the host before it even really has a chance to get uh-huh. in contact with other people. Where this one, like when you get it, it takes day like days, four right. like four days or so for you to show symptoms, and yeah. you can be infectious that whole time. It's five so, to fourteen days is yeah. the incubation period. So yeah. you like you you might not even know you're sick. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even know you're sick, but mm-hmm. you can be getting people sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the scariest it's part hard too. To, it's hard to like pin down yeah that. i can't believe i gotta go to work <laughs> you know this is so ridiculous and touch people's dirty plates and, yeah and their empty glasses Ooh, and... i'm gonna cut my nails before i go to work i have to work tonight and i haven't heard anything from my managers really i'm like anybody got any leadership on this you know they didn't even tell us that MLB pushed back the baseball games, you know? Mm. Like, we can't... I get it. I get it. I have to work, too. I gotta make rent. But, like... We can't, like... Just pretend like it's business as usual, you know? What the fuck? I mean, I... I don't know. I don't know... What... The right thing is to do, like, because closing down uh-huh. all these things have, like, a lot of negative effects. Yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, if you want to think, lo- like, economically, the economics of lots of people You should have gave sick. that money to us, Trump. Yeah, what the fuck? Shit. Uh, uh, One and a half trillion dollars uh, comes out to $4,000 per person. Is that is that true? Yeah. 300, like, 30 million people? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, like... Imagine. <laughs> yeah. So that money's just gone now? It's gone. How, how does that work? So, like, how is how do they put money into the stock market? They like, Are they buying stocks? No, they, like... I think they just, like, wrote the Dow a check. Or maybe they did buy stocks? They must... Like, they, that, I, I think that if, if something's tanking, like, if they start... They're hoping that if they buy, buy stock back enough, like, it, it'll level that out or maybe like it'll it'll if it makes no, it go i gotta it show to you go the graph up, people will start to jump back into it i gotta show you the graph go because the dow has been tanking for like days now mm-hmm. and the injection of a trillion and a half dollars it had been going down for days mm-hmm. and the spike was barely enough to make up for like a day's worth of loss and then it was went it went back down so it was just not it was like a blip in mm-hmm. comparison to the rest of the drop um gone yeah gambling you know fucking i Man, wouldn't it be amazing if you like went to the casino? I bet that money's not really gone. I bet that money somehow find it, found its way into some people's pockets. Yeah, no shit, no shit. And now these people are fucking get hopping on their planes and go to their bunkers and shit like that. And one trillion, like our net, our our debt is like sixteen, eighteen trillion or something. Our national debt. I don't know. It's all made up though. It's yeah. all fucking made up. The debt, all that shit, is just fucking made up. We can literally print money we can li- the government can do anything you know yeah. if the government can do anything but it can't do anything and work with other governments very easily 
Well, I mean, uh, I mean, that's why, like, is, is a one world order or is the new world order? Is that like gonna be the way we should go? Like, should we all just have a one world government, or is that too? No, I don't. I, I, I think uh, we should continue turning. I, dude, it's so hard. I don't know. I think it's got to be as decentralized as possible. All the power has to come from our immediate local communities. And then from there, we organize whatever uh, whatever yeah, social yeah, yeah. order we really want. You but we know? need to have a stronger connection with these other countries. Yeah. I mean, like... like on a on a surface level... And that's just what, like, you know, the internet's been doing. Like, it's been yeah. connecting people and maybe... You know, with enough time, enough generations, like the world would just become like more of a connected, yeah, kind of entity on its own. I mean, I would love to have a, like an internationalist, like uh, an internationalist, um, uh, like network of like labor unions and like tenants unions and just like working people and working class people. Uh, calling the shots in their local community first, but being but that would allow us to democratically uh, uh, engage with other countries on things like the climate crisis. You know, we're like, you know, oh, we're not going to patent this technology. We're going to give it away because we know that if Australia has green technology and that runs. You, you know, if green technology is a huge boon to them, then it's a boon to us, you know, like it helps us all in the long run. And, you know, if we have an international unified working class, like then we have a truly free society, you know, then we can achieve uh, the point where we don't have to fucking slave. What are we doing working 40 hours a week? It's too much. That was a, that was a standard from a hundred years ago. Right. You know, productivity is way up. Wages are stagnant. I'm at, you know, why are we working this much? I'm fucking tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would like to have a government in the short term to transition, but I think I would not like to have a government in the long term and have more kind of like direct democracy type things. Um, yeah. And, we then, can and then by the time, like, you know, even if we achieve that on Earth, at some point we're going to go to, like, Mars and colonize another planet, and there's going to be that divide again, you know, between these two. If we can do it, if we can, you know, socialize this. That's why we just need to, like, we just need to upgrade our brain. Pass <laughs> all this, like, bo- like bullshit biology that we ha- still have, you know, like, just these, you know, shitty emotions and everything. Like, oh, I, I don't want to get rid of. I don't want to get it's rid of be- all of our emotions. It's all beautiful. It's we're squishy and gross, and like that's the beautiful thing about being a human being. You know, it's complex and gross. Maybe, maybe and, like, we should just have telekinesis then, though, or like so that we can just speak like through through without words. I don't know. That's kind of dystopian to me. You know, like or you know what's happening right now. The where death of the individual. The fuck it. Yeah. Well. If you are holed up in your apartment and only get social connection through Skype or FaceTime or whatever the fuck, like what they may be prepping us for now, you know, they're having, they're extending spring break. And then after spring break in most colleges in the country, it's turning into, uh, like three to four weeks of 
uh, online courses, right? So people aren't being people aren't showing up to a campus in person. If that's really the way of the future, if that they might be prepping us for, like, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be losing a lot of like good feelings we get from mm-hmm. interacting with people in person. You know, like all oh, that's good for us. Like, yeah. and we know that through, uh, like for example, like when when like AT and T owns the telecall uh, service in prisons and stuff like that. And they like, you have to pay in a lot of places to call a loved one, you know? Mm -hmm. And a lot of places are replacing um, in-person prison visits with uh, video conferencing. And we're, we're seeing studies where like that increases the chances of you going back to prison it increases recidivism Mm. because you are not getting the same sense of community that will strengthen your uh ability to to be be reintroduced into society you know if you lose those connections and you're more likely to to commit again Mm. commit crimes again it's similar with like the schools like we know that our, the way that we teach school, like uh, public school to, to children is not the best way yeah. uh, for them. And so they're just going to end up growing up and be more likely to act out and, yeah. and end up getting themselves into prison. It just all feeds into each other. Yeah. Or just like even right now, you know, the depression rates are high for young people for, right. for, for Generation Z. But I'm not saying that I want to like get rid of people's humanity. I uh-huh. just, I'm saying that like I feel like there's things that are in us that like are no longer serving us that are taking away from us and are going to make us more likely to fail like like passing through a great filter it's um i was talking about this last week on the on the solo bonus episode where i was talking to an old woman mm-hmm. an older woman and who loved bernie agreed with his platform 100% but was still going to vote for joe because joe is like a sense of normalcy or he can definitely be Trump and against all of the evidence and against me being like, I don't have reliable health care. You know, here's a guy who beat 20 other 20, some 20 something other candidates who has a legitimate shot at being the leader of the free world. You know, like here's a chance to have health care or like, you know, and the the militarization of our immigration policies, you know, like, because I grew up knowing the fear that a loved one was going to be deported, even though they don't break the laws, you know, like, like all of these things that affect people on a core level just get ignored for the sake of a perceived safety, right? Like, the stubbornness, <laughs> you know, like why people like will refuse to be reached on that front where it's like, no, here's a way out, you know, here's a, here's a solution. Here's someone with great plans and a, and a, and a record of fighting for equality and justice, you know, like here's a, sh- here's a good shot. Eat, they could be for it and still vote for the thing that's bad. And, 
I mean, do people not learn from history? I feel like everybody's attention spans are so short and their well, memories are so short. But that's because of technology, though, you know? People's, people don't remember that we lost to the centrist in 2016. We lost... Um, people aren't good at, uh, you know, recognizing somebody for who they are. Like, we like to believe in yeah. like, the bullshit that they spit out yeah. about themselves. Yeah. Like, we want to believe in the myth of them. Yeah. And, like, that's one of those things that I'm saying, like, you know, maybe we could figure a way to, to make ourselves better to where we can, like, see through somebody's bullshit. Yeah. And maybe that wouldn't be such a bad thing. Well, because, like, people project what they want onto, like, Joe Biden, for example. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, but think of the Supreme Court. You know, we want to have a Democrat, someone who's pro-choice in the Supreme Court. And I'm like, yo, Joe Biden is not pro-choice. Joe Biden for 30 plus years has said that he doesn't necessarily believe a woman has the right to choose what to do with her own body. As recently as 2006, he helped a Republican get on the Supreme Court when he was uh, during the Anita Hill testimony back in the day. Um, He's not, I don't know why people are putting this expectation or this faith in him, but they want to, you know. And I think part of it is that people don't have a high sense of self-worth. They want to believe that they don't have power. They want to believe that other people are the ones that are supposed to fix the problems, you know. And there's no way they could do it. And that's why, like, this entertainment celebrity culture has seeped into our politics. And why I'm resistant to the prioritizing of identity politics in my electoral politics. Julian Castro, oh man, cool to see a Latin American guy, you know, running for president, fine, but that doesn't help me materially. He's not a stand-in for me, you know? If he becomes the president, racism's not cured, you know? I, I know that. Um, but people want a savior, you know? People don't think that they can do things on their own. Um, and that's everybody like it's, and that's kind of what has made politics kind of like a death cult amongst middling centrists who just see Joe Biden and they're like, yeah, he's the guy, you know, or like Trump. Yeah. He's the guy. Like they just, it's like a, just a fucking death cult, man. We're just like, get on, get on board. We're, we're, we're racing towards the apocalypse. I'm like, no, I would like to hang out some more. Right? <laughs> you old fuck, she had your time. Yeah, exactly. You know, I've been stressed since the day I graduated high school, you know. I want to want to have a good time still like um I want to get to that point where I start making more money to where I could save it and and uh start like enjoying life and not having to work as much. Yeah. And like where I'm getting paid better because um just the experience that I have or yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. Um so, yeah, I mean, that's my hope right now, that we all kind of realize that, yeah, no, we do deserve uh, more, you know? I Like, just because I'm broke, I don't, I shouldn't have to be susceptible to a, a fucking pandemic, you know? Because, like, we have only tested, we've tested less than 12,000 people in America. Can you believe that? Less than 12,000 people have been tested. In a, in is that a, his plan? Or is he just like, let's just not test him? Well, if we don't test him, is it like... 
You don't see I it. You think, don't. You don't, I think, hear, well, you he's, don't know. he's the PR guy, right? Plausible deniability. Exactly. If they underreport it, then it looks better for him. Even though, like, like you know, like I said before, it's the coronavirus is out there in America more than we more than the official numbers tell us. Like the head of the the CDC in Ohio said, a hundred thousand people in Ohio have it. Uh, but they can't test for it. And the U.S. government uh, uh, declined on taking in a uh, test from the U.N., developed their own test. They're sending it out, and people are opening the box, and it's incomplete and faulty, and they can't even use it. Hmm. So we're sending – we don't have tests. We're sending out faulty tests, you know. So this is truly a test of our own – ability to have to our own ability to look out for each other you know this is like kind of like this kind of anarchy y'all this is what it looks like like we got to look out for each other we got to you know this could be the fall of the american empire i mean i hope so probably not i hope not (laughs) i hope treasonist yeah and i mean but the thing is is that like i want the revolution to hit after the after the coronavirus passes because we can't march in the streets if we're all you know quarantined and shit so after this happens after this peaks and falls down like (laughs) then we'll get in the streets but talk to your neighbor talk people we're all we got we're all we got out here you know so it's gonna be a real test of that you know find a food bank online donate to them if you can Again, if you're salaried, I've said this before, you, no excuses, salaried man. Spend that spend money. Spend that money, okay? Think about other people. Um, food bank, donate. There's some, like, funds for the elderly and disabled people and, uh, you know, people who are chronically ill online. You know, if you can chip in a little bit, please do, you know. Um, if, you know, just think about what, get to know your neighbors, you know, have a cookout and then in a, in a week or two, you know, the sun's about to come out or it's about to get warmer here in Chicago. Like let's do a cookout for Mm. those people, especially who are having a hard time feeding their kids or getting to the grocery stores or whatever the fuck. Corona cookout. Corona cookout. (laughs) Just be drinking Coronas. Yeah. 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 Barbecuing up some burgers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have a big potluck right 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 now is the time to not be afraid of each other but to look out for each other um this is what a crazy Everybody's time sharing blunts sharing blunts that one maybe uh you know putting put in sharing us something that goes into our mouths maybe not but god like when this is all over how hard are people going to be partying mm. right 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 so like you know but hopefully like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully this ends. It's the summertime in Chicago. People can go out. Maybe we'll become hella rich now. You know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, maybe uh, the Bring stock market won't bounce up. We'll make a bunch of money. We'll invest, and then it will bounce up. And yeah, then we'll be the ones on top. What? I'm tr- I'm starting to think of what I can ethically invest in in the stock market. That I would, you know, I would I would take care of my mm-hmm. own conscience. I'm thinking like green energy, yeah. weed. We I don't know maybe are they, are they Those, the private a lot of them are owned by banks. Well um still it's probably a lucrative 
Sure. It's gonna be lucrative. I don't know how ethical it Just, is. You, you need to you make know. your money, Brendan, so that know, you can dude, do stuff like, with the money. Money is how you change the world. Ah, oh, Jesus. That is the story we tell ourselves. That's true. But now we're figuring out money made up. Huh. Turns out. Yeah, but it still gets shit done. I yeah, it's fucking made up, everybody. It's made up. You know what's not made up? Is labor. All of this shit. If money goes away, we can still take care of ourselves. We can still make the hospitals run and feed each other and shit like that. If money goes away, all of the equipment and the labor and all of that sits in place, right? I'm not too worried about that. But what happens if the labor goes? Money can't treat sick people. Money can't bring a food of Campbell's chicken noodle soup to somebody's mouth. You know? Okay, okay. What about this? What if, what if one day a year... For 12 hours, uh-huh. just all crime is legal. <laughs> all, all emergency services are, are put on block for, uh-huh. for 12 hours. Uh-huh. I, you know, I, I, I think I've seen Ooh. that in a movie, and I think that a lot of people got rich off that. Ooh, I'm going to cough in my boss's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm going to find him in his penthouse. You know, I'm going to put those, uh, those suction cups on my hands and uh, climb up the side of the building. Where he lives, and just like knock on the window. When he opens it, he's gonna Ba-bang! be like, "Hey, uh, what are you doing here?" And I'm just gonna <coughs> right into his mouth, and then repel. Bye. <laughs> That's just the most passive way to kill somebody. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> even uh, even when you're killing somebody, you still you still manage to give them like. A way to fight for their lives. Yeah, you know it's real sweet of you. Hey, you know I'm a nice guy. I'm I'm mostly a pacifist. You know, I or maybe not a pacifist. Yeah, I'm past the pacifism. Honestly, I'm here. We're talking about self defense now. All right, all of this shit. Uh, listen, if I can't buy food at the grocery store, that's violence. If I can't buy toilet paper to wipe my little butt with, that's violence. I'm gonna start hunting these rabbits. Yeah. Oh, the rabbits that are out here in yeah. Chicago? Yeah. Mm. But the thing is, you, you can't just live off rabbits. They're too lean, you'll die. Really? Yeah, you, they don't have enough fat in them. Did you learn that from uh, reading Hatchet? No. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, I did read that kidding. book. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch up on your young adult novels in the in the quarantine. They have a they have a he came out with another book at, at the end of summer. Uh-huh. That, that kid gets rescued. Uh huh. But he came out with a, another book where if he didn't get rescued, so he has to survive really? the winter. Yeah, oh. it's shorter. I feel like I read good. that one. It's still good. Man, that's so wild. There's yeah. something uh, uh, what sticks out in my mind very viscerally is the image of him uh, uh, eating food that he's cooked. Mm. Uh, after it's been in the snow and like all the fat has like gelatinatized and I'm like, oh yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> um, but hopefully we don't get to that point. We just, uh, but we you keep know, try- we keep trucking. Maybe, uh, living in nature would show us something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, give you back that, like, I don't know, that humanness. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to take a piss real quick. Cool. 
Yeah. So, oh, um, I got chewed out at work on Sunday. Um, so we have these water bottles that we bring to the tables when we get set, right? And um, that's how we fill our waters, right? We uh, wash them infrequently. So I just suggested that like, hey, you know, we should just run these bottles through dish um, when they come off the tables, you know, because people have been touching eating them. around them and touching them and touching their mouths, touching their mouths. Them. And, you know, when they're telling their brunch stories, they're sneezing. Yeah, exactly. Like I've seen children pick them up and drink straight from them, too. So I'm just like, oh, you know, maybe we should just kids run are them. so fucking entitled. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, it's the middle of the brunch rush and then the GM comes up to me and he's like, what are you doing? What? We need bottles out here. Like, oh, it's, it's peak. It's peak fucking rush right now on a, on a Sunday brunch, four dining rooms packed. We got big tops. So like there, the water bottles are out on all the tables. There's none in the dish pit and he's like chewing me out. And I'm like. They're gross. I don't know. Um, he's yelling at me. So immediately my fight or flight kicks in and I'm just like, I'm ready to box. I'm ready to, I'm ready to motherfucking go. You about to feel some fucking hood HR, bro. Coming at me, you know. Oh, excuse me for doing something productive and like, excuse me for caring. Also, dude, you're you salary. Them dude? No, no. I mean, like, oh, you know, shit. all of this, all I said, I said like, I said like, uh, they're dirty. They're being run through dish. Like, it's not a project. There's a pandemic going this, on. Yeah, I know. And then I'm just like, I was like, I, ha- I have to, I have to disengage, or I'm gonna box this motherfucker right now. I'm like, bro, yeah. you d- get to not show up whenever you want, you know. Uh, and you, your salary, you get paid, man. But if I get sick and I can't go to work. What I can't just do that, dude. Also, I mean, he can't actually yell at you for cleaning the things when, like, if if yeah, like if you had to, if you if you reported that or something, like he's not he's supposed to clean those. Like you're supposed like it, yeah. If, if you wrote an article in the paper about like that, then yeah, people wouldn't go there. Yeah, that exactly. Much. Like exactly so like what do you do come on man it's fucking water too. bring people cups of water then or something yeah like, i don't know i don't know i though the 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 uh, it's very strange how little i've i haven't heard anything there's no and you could you can go up to your table and say hey i'm sorry we, we're pretty busy right now and all of our pitchers are being used up but we are washing some right now yeah uh, that we're being we just wanted to wash them real quick i mean and truly, they would appreciate that yeah you know, like they it, want to have a clean it's clean no big dishes. deal they're expecting that yeah it's yeah dude yeah. it's it's peak rush right now i have a bunch of shit to do and tables to take care of and you're like chewing me out over nothing because there's no bottles in it. Di- they're all out on tables and nobody gives a fuck about water they don't come here to yeah drink the water they come the there fuck? for the food for the yeah. beer chill out for the for the crazy ass art, yeah, you know. I don't want to get too specific. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a cool place to yeah. come in and hang out and like. It's chill. You know, we got a we got a sound system and um, staff is um like, not like fun. Yeah, yeah, I think we're all. I love I love the people I work with. I really yeah. do. 
Dude, working there with Ari was hilarious. Uh, I, Ari was, was so hilarious. funny. Oh, you know, I'm taking a, I'm pulling a, a, a page from his, uh, from his serving style as of this weekend. He would, um, he would stand so far away oh, yeah. from his tables and like do a power stance and just like stand so far away from them and take their orders and shit. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's a weird. I don't know. That's a weird thing. <laughs> he had an intensity about it. He did. So maybe he was just like b- creating a buffer uh, okay. for people for his in- for you know for their sake to to you know he only got like residual intensity or they only got residual intensity from him standing at a distance and taking care of their orders and stuff. Um, but yeah, fucking yeah, I'm gonna do that. Um, yeah, but like I haven't heard anything from management about any of this. Everything is kind of ramping up, and everyone is like at least quietly anxious like i'm at the grocery store and everyone's got <laughs> cool face cool face cool face but in their eyes you can just see panic <laughs> um and like so everybody's kind of feeling that a little bit at least i don't know what to and expect like, yeah well i yeah that's the big thing you know there's a pandemic you know and the economy's crashing there's a lot of uncertainty in the next couple of months we don't we don't know what's gonna happen you know Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is bigger than, I mean, we're shutting more shit down than during SARS or Ebola or anything like that, you know, bird flu, swine flu. Yeah. This is, um, this is a big one. It's heartening to see though, cause we're doing, everything is getting shut down yeah. out of like social care and right. solidarity. Um, it's nice to see that like basketball games aren't take, aren't taking a priority to right. you know, people's health. Right. I mean, and can you imagine, like, if, 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 can you imagine, like, a basketball game full of people? Mm. And, Wrigley Field? And, like, it would be way more. Wrigley Field is, holds 40,000 people, and, and they pack those seats almost every game. Holy like, it's shit. It's insane, dude. 40,000? Yeah, the UC is, like, 20,000 seats. And no, like United Center. Yeah, the best night you're gonna get is a Blackhawks game, and uh-huh. the Blackhawks. Ha- I guess they haven't been doing too good this year. I haven't followed too much of it. Uh huh. But like, dude, the, nobody goes to the Bulls games, like except the, <laughs> except people that are just in Chicago, and they're like, oh, I gotta see a Bulls game. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, no, they, they, <laughs> they just don't give a fuck. Like, right. But, that's like less than so it's less than twenty thousand, but people give give a fuck about the Cubs. Oh, for sure, yeah. They fill those seats up, and that's forty thousand people that's meeting so every. Like sometimes it's, it's seven days in a row. You yeah, know? like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not the same forty thousand people, right? You know, right. Well, there are a lot the same, but there's probably more that are not. I feel like more so. You know, the, who gets who goes to every game? You know, it's like season ticket holders yeah. and older older people. You know. Um, no, this is good. Like again, like if we do our jobs right, we'll have seemed like we were That's overreacting. Wild, though, I mean, if they're shutting down the NBA, like yeah, I don't know about the other stadiums, how big the other stadiums are, but if if they're all in like forty thousand people, that's a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, that's more than that's a lot. Yeah, um, but then the Cubs are one of the only teams that get that fan, like that yeah. Can, like the dedication that goes to fill, yeah. fills up the seats and everything. It's crazy. Like even some days, like when they're playing somebody like the Marlins or whatever, uh-huh. or the Mariners, whatever they're called. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're some they're, shitty. They're team, both two shitty. They're team both from Florida. Two, yeah, yeah. No, oh, that's they, the Marlins are from Florida. Yeah, that's the one I meant. And then the, the Mariners, Mariners are, are from Seattle. So the Florida ones. Uh huh. <laughs> even people like when I, when I was working there last summer, you know, like 
the just just before the game is is about to start, you know, uh-huh. it's like pretty spotty. Yeah, like, the stadium's not that filled, but it fills up. Like, yeah, I, I look down for a half hour, I look back up, it's like from from wall to wall. You know, yeah, people all dressed in blue, <laughs> all singing that stupid fucking cub song. I hate it it's so badly. It's it so commercial. Can Ugh. you do it? <laughs> Uh, we're probably gonna lose <laughs> some some viewers on that one. It goes like, uh, "Go Cubs, go, go Cubs, go." Hey Chicago, what do you know? The Cubs are going something like that. Uh huh. <laughs> but like, it's just terrible. Yeah, and, um, and like everybody sings it when they win. And I'm like, this is not a good song. This is all like this sucks too because. Um, I, you know, I am an Astros fan. I'm from Houston. I was in Houston when Hurricane Harvey hit. And, uh, you know, going to the grocery store gave me, like, hurricane vibes. Like, I spent 25 years of my life in Houston. I've seen a lot of tornadoes, tropical storms, hurricanes, flooding. Like, I know the disaster drill, you know. You know it's coming. The week before, the grocery stores run out of uh, bottled water and it's crazy and people are in lines and there's a bit of a hysteria. And most of the time the storm passes through, um, you know, the, the hurricanes typically they hit the coast and they keep moving through and it breaks apart on land. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a couple of days of heavy rain storms. Some trees get knocked over. Canoon. Most people are okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. Kids playing in sewage water. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when Harvey was about to hit, everyone is in the same kind of mode. I'm like, ah, they always say it's bad, but it's not going to be that bad. Um, whatever. But then I read, so it hit Friday night, Saturday morning. And I read like on Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday of that week that Har- some people were thinking that Harvey was going to stall over us for days, maybe a week. And that... After a lifetime of living through all this shit, I was like, oh, no, that's not good. That's actually pretty fucking wild. And I was, like, telling people, like, okay, this might be really bad. And, like, I was telling my, uh, my at the time, girlfriend, uh, baby, we got to go. We got to get, uh, we got to go to the grocery store and, like, stock up because this is going to stall over us and this might be really bad. And uh, she made fun of me for it. <laughs> I felt like Chicken Little or the fucking boy who cried wolf or it's just like the sky is falling, everybody. And then Harvey hit and it stalled over us for five days. And we were stuck in our house, flooded in for five days, watching people get stuck in their cars. People were drowning in their cars. Old women and old old ladies in retirement homes were having to get evacuated. There was a fucking photo floating around of people in an old folks home in their living room sitting because they, what else can they do sitting with water up to their chests, you know, and like just watching all like it, it turned out to be really fucking bad. Old folks sitting in sewage water. Like, yeah. Talk about a death sentence. Yeah, exactly. You know, and people getting, you know, dogs being, but left at least, behind. you know, Joel seen was there. Yeah. You know, to do the Christian thing. Yeah. He, know? he, uh, him and Elon yeah. Musk partnered up on building a, a mega yacht. Osteen 2020. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh man. He's going to build an arc big enough to bring us all on board. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Um, and, um, you know, we were okay, but I felt a, I felt a panic in my gut, 
right before that happened. <clears throat> and I had a similar feeling about this when I went to the grocery store. But, like, the more I'm reading about just, like, how we got to flatten the curve and, like, we're all in this together. Like, I actually feel better, you know? Like, we have strategy that we can actually implement to make this better. Whereas, like, you know, getting hit by a hurricane, you know, Category 5 hurricane on the coast, like, there's only so much you can do about that, you know? But this, we actually have ways to uh, mitigate damage and 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 death you know like we can all kind of chip in and make this a little better um and i think that includes pressuring our employers to give us paid time off <laughs> and uh, like dude, you in know this industry i don't know how, like, i, I don't you know if happening. let's get everybody let's get it into everybody's brain maybe i talk about yeah. i'm definitely gonna i mean they know, they they pay like this is what I don't understand. How do they get away with paying, you know, servers less than a minimum wage? Because, just because this whole tip thing, like, no other industry has this tip thing. Right. And, like, from what I heard is, like, tipping industry, or the tipping thing started because of prohibi- prohibition. Like, restaurants couldn't sell alcohol anymore, and that was uh-huh. like, a huge part of their profit margin. Yeah. So they didn't have the money to pay their their waiting staff. And yeah. before then, it was even, like, an insult to, to like... It try to tip somebody or to take a tip yeah like so but after that you know the the restaurant owners were like you better go out there and take that tip because you're gonna get paid otherwise right and so so then this tipping industry came out of it after prohibition ended mm-hmm. so now they have they have that like the liquor sales again and mm-hmm. and uh you know a lot of restaurants they buy their their food like wholesale from, yeah. from vendors that that you and i can't buy from for sure that and they get they get if for so much less. Yeah. So, like, where is this... Where is, like... like they, they say straight it's, profit. They say it's such a, a, a risky business. Uh-huh. You know? But maybe it's because, you know, if you don't make good food, nobody comes or whatever. Yeah, but like, yeah. But, like, if you're making food, you're making... Or you're, you're, you're selling the food at, like, a, a big profit... And you're you're selling, like, the, the liquors and everything. Yeah. Like, dude, selling the liquor is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yeah. Like, or just, like, you buy... You buy, you know, a bottle giant, for like, like twenty bucks, like, and it's two hundred bucks you're getting out of it, or something. Yeah, like three pounds of like French fries from Cisco, you know, is yeah. like fifty cents. But then a side of fries is like two or three dollars. It's like, insane. Immediate profit, you know. Like, it's just it's a big fucking lie. I'm it is. You. It like, is straight up. That is straight just ridiculous. Up, yeah. Um, yeah for, I mean, here, well, yeah. Here we are. I mean, here we are, everybody. That we're. I hope we're waking up to the fact that like this doesn't have to be the way it is. You know, it's just like this country is so, or the government of this country is so business friendly that they're like, oh, well, you know, not paying your servers a living wage is just part of the business model, and that's just how it is. You know, but that comes at our cost. You know, my body aches. After working dense weekends, you know, if I'm working a Friday night, Saturday double, Sunday brunch, that's a that's that's a lot of uh, strain on my body in a short amount of time. Yeah, you on know? your mind too. Like, on your mind. If you're not sleeping, if I have to close one night, open the next. I'm not. You know, we clopin. already know. Yes, the the infamous clopin shift. We already know that uh, being underrested, like it debilitates your cognitive abilities. You know, and like. 
especially if you're doing that days at a time, like mm-hmm. you're 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 damaging you're like damaging your brain in the long term, you know. Like sleep is important, rest is important, like all of these things, like we have to sacrifice for a profit margin and it's bullshit. And then a boss wanders around bragging around, bragging about all the vacations he takes and shit like that. Yeah. Boy, you better give me sick leave. Dude, that, that Italian place I was talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, that dude, like, every night uh, when hi- him and his son... Like, so his son waits tables, and, and the owner waits tables sometimes, too, but but the son will cover for his tables because he doesn't do anything right. <laughs> and he, like, has the nerve every night, like, when his son comes to him with the with their tip money and uh-huh. everything. Like, they, they always do the same thing, where they're like, he's like, that's all we made? And then it starts into this argument in Italian where they're speaking in Italian. <laughs> and so it's like, and so then, then I end up getting like, you know, we had a bunch, we had full tables and everything, you know, yeah. nice, nice people. Uh-huh. And then I get, I get like fucking 30 bucks or something. Yeah. And it's like, bullshit. Like, that's all we made. I mean, you yeah. made a lot more than that. And then he has the fucking nerve to like, he'll go over and schmooze tables. Uh-huh. And, and like, he'll be like, oh, like he'll try to give him some of that limoncello he makes in house, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's strong and, uh-huh. and he'll. Tell him that and everything. And they're like, oh, he'll, he'll want to give him more, especially if like he's a flirt. If if there's some girls there, really, like, he's like seventy one years old, <laughs> fucking dead eye. Like uh, he's like, you know, he'll he'll, he'll you know pour him rounds of this homemade limoncello, and then they're like, oh, I don't know if we're gonna be able to drive home if we take another one. And he's like, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll give you a ride home. He's like, what? he's like, what do you want to what do you want to ride? Do you want to ride in the Grand Cherokee or you want to ride in the Maserati? What? So like the he has fuck? the nerve to brag about this shit, but then he can't. He doesn't have the money to pay us and uh-huh and it, it's fucking ridiculous yeah well prepare now everyone if we're gonna be inside for a while i don't know read some read some theory i don't know watch some some labor videos online like let's come out the other side of this like prepare to to run shit because this is this reaction has been completely inexcusable and like i'm done we're done. We're done. No healthcare, you know. I got to rely on these private corporations to uh, supply toilet paper, you know, and like antibacterial wipes and soap and shit like that. What kind of fucking nightmare situation is this, you know? We have the resources. It's not a problem of resources. It's a problem of how it's distributed. And again, this money shit is so fake. Um... Yeah, I don't know. What a wild time. What a wild time. Uh, you think that uh, that Jeff Bezos is kind of kicking himself for donating that $10 Because he's like, just lost like $30 billion or something. I, I, wish, I, I bet he wished he had given more. I bet he, I bet, I bet he wishes he would have unloaded more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, this fucking, it's dropping. The, wall, the stock market's dropping. So, um, oh, yeah, I feel you. But, yeah. uh, true. Yeah. You know, uh, this, uh, JFK, uh, series is, is on last podcast right now. Yeah. And I've been listening to it and it, yeah. it kind of reminds me of this Epstein thing. Like, really? I feel like this Epstein thing is our JFK. Like, this is like our, our generation's like big JF, like conspiracy. The, the conspiracy thing. cover yeah. up. Yeah. Because like, uh, you know, uh, Jack Ruby or whatever the fuck, uh-huh. he kill like he goes and kills uh, 
Lee Harvey Oswald before he gets a trial or anything. And, uh-huh. and uh, like, the CIA or the people that were taking him, like, they kind of left it open for anybody to, to shoot him. Like, they yeah. they left an opening. Just like, I guess they left an opening for for JFK to get shot. Like, yeah. that road he went down or whatever right. was pretty crazy or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But um, it's, it's kind of like that. You know, people were pissed off at Jack Ruby because now, like, you know, we're never going to get a straight answer. Right. Like, this didn't go to court. Like, Whoever did it is getting away with it. Yeah, and um, I mean, muddying, it's the same with Epstein. Right muddying now. the water is 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 like CIA propaganda technique. You know, it's like making it so that people can't trust anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easier or like it's it's more effective than feeding them a lie is feeding them a bunch of different things mm-hmm. or like different parts of the same story or like some parts are truth and some parts are false. You know, like. This, that's that propaganda is more effective in diffusing people uh, than just straight up feeding them lies. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you have uh, the prince, Prince Andrew, you know, still hasn't oh, talked, yeah. still hasn't spoken to the the <laughs> the FBI, and some uh, people are saying that uh, one of J- one of Glenn's Maxwell's friends uh-huh. set, spoke to like the the r- reporters or something, saying that Glenn like urged him not to speak to uh-huh. him because it's not going to do any good yeah even though he's hasn't done anything wrong or whatever yeah which is bullshit but yeah um like i mean we it have doesn't th- even matter because like the fbi like there's articles coming out saying that the fbi knew about the they this have stuff to know. For, like way back like in 2010 when he went to court mm-hmm. they knew about these women like that mm-hmm. they were coming forward but mm-hmm. they'd so, so they're acting like, oh, you know, Prince Andrew still hasn't come to talk to us. You know everything already. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you... Or just like Sasha Baron Cohen doing that, you know, his uh, prank show, right? And getting into a cab in Vegas and like, as in character, asking about uh, finding child prostitutes. And the cab driver is like, oh, yeah, I can help you do that. And they didn't air that part of the show. They took that and they sent it to the FBI and they're like, hey, we have... a t- a tip on a possible child sex ring and nothing came of it. They have to know the sitting president is on the fucking Epstein flight logs. The second, the second sitting president to be on the fucking Epstein flight logs. I heard Chris Tucker was on that plane too. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, 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 ay. Pretty close relationship with Bill Clinton. I heard too. I mean, I don't know what that means. Though. I might, I might mean, just, might just be friends with the president. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, and in like you know Epstein dying in the Trump Department of Justice custody too. Like, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they found a gun in that prison. Which really? Is, like, it ha- it had nothing to do with Epstein, but they found a loaded gun uh-huh. in that prison. So like, which is supposed to be a super secure prison. Yeah. Uh, like that, huh. I don't know. Yeah. Just, well, um, it's a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Go, ch- I guess go check that out. That's interesting. I think the CIA killed J- JFK. He, JFK said he wanted to splinter the CIA and scatter it to the wind. And I agree because mm-hmm. the CIA is a fucking terrorist organization. And the reason why we can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. Bill Hicks has that joke where he's like, you know, the, Guy runs for president. He promises all this shit and everything. And then when he gets in there, you know, the CIA, they take him to that room where they show him, like, fucking, you know, picture, like, perfect, crystal clear footage of, you know, 
five different angles of the JFK assassination. <laughs> <laughs> they just like, just so you know, just like, so you know. <laughs> and yeah, then he's right. Like, they leave there with uh, their hair a little wider, <laughs> and it it always is wider. Yeah, I mean, and also like you know, Bernie, love Bernie, but the CIA has done crazier shit. They they ha- may have assassinated a sitting president. They're not going to let Bernie mm. be the president, you know? That's why it's Alex important. Jones is right. The CIA is a breakaway civilization. They're dealing with aliens and shit. <laughs> they're, they're planning on leaving <laughs> us all behind. Uh, no, they serve they serve money. They serve power. They're not they they are they are going to do whatever the whatever the money tells them to do. And if that's you they've know. been compromised by the reptilians. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, check that out. Uh, let's let's call it here. Um, but uh, right, I'm, I'm watching uh, Who Killed Malcolm X continues to be excellent. Um, you know, if you want to learn more about uh, a democratic economy and are interested in democratic socialism or any kind of left ideas, li- listening to some great podcasts. Uh, the Dig, hosted by Daniel Denver, is great. Uh, Left POC Project is great. It's uh, a deep dive on leftist literature uh, from a POC perspective. Uh, Economic Update is uh, hosted by Professor um, uh, Richard Wolf. That's really engaging and interesting to, to look to. Uh, and... Um, yeah, I mean, fuck all this. Joe is done. Joe's done. Joe's not going to be the president. He might win the primary. He might be the president. Joe is going to... But he's not going to be able to do anything different. It's either going to be a continuation of what we're doing now, or it's going to be a slight adjustment that will fall apart again. Just like the shit, the small adjustments under Obama fell apart. You know, we can't... We're at a point where we got to pick community or fucking crazy fucking fascism so joe is gonna die so quick in office yeah i mean uh, yeah and vote go out and vote early vote if you can especially before all this shit ramps up you know try to early vote voting day of people are waiting in line for hours and hours and hours so please please go vote there's a debate Sunday night between Joe and Bernie in front of no audience. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's um, the new trend. You know? Yeah, so uh, check that out. Talk to you know it's do or die these days. So look out for each other. Wash your hands. Um, yeah, keep your distance from old people. That's right. That's right. Um, cool. Uh, solidarity, y'all. Let's uh, keep keep a good attitude. You know, we'll get through this. We're gonna get through this. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Cool. Bye, y'all. Follow us on all the shit. Twitter, Facebook, rate and review on iTunes. We're on Spotify. All the good shit. Um. All right. Bye. What we got?